Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 6, Episode 1, Big Days, and this saucy minx next to me is my podcasting partner and life partner, Jen Runkle. Hello. Well, Jen, welcome to Season 6. And listeners, welcome to Season 6. Hooray, Season 6. And we get off to a pretty good start here. Yeah, good episode. I didn't remember a lot about it coming into it, but I laughed more than I expected. Even after I read the description of what the episode was going to be, I laughed more than I expected watching the episode. Yes, I had no expectations going in, so yes. Yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. We have two emails to start us off. First of all, Danielle's back. Yay, welcome back, Danielle. Danielle writes, Hey guys, sorry for the late reply. I'm visiting my sister, so everything I normally do is thrown off. Ted doesn't look terrible as a blonde, but he looks better as a brunette. It might be the shirt he's not pulling off. I don't remember the shirt. Me either. Ah, the age-old, do I go after love or career? You don't want to be too reckless, but you don't want to be too safe. I don't know the answer to that question or what I would do. Um, <laughs> neither do I, and I'm old and experienced. But I don't have to, I don't have to make those choices. <laughs> right. My favorite joke was probably Marshall making fun of Barney's blog. It was probably because Barney is being super... I don't know this word she wrote. Sincere. Is it maybe it's supposed to be sincere? I don't know. About not being Barney, and that's one of my favorite character types. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is that an autocorrect or is that a word we just don't know? Sundere. T-S-U-N-D-E-R-E. And then she does it, she writes it again and then gives a definition. Oh, nice. Initially very harsh before gradually showing a warmer, friendlier side over time. Wow, look at Danielle with the big brain. <laughs> or she's just inventing words. <laughs> Maybe that helps her on interviews. Makes her seem uh, inventive and dynamic. Inventnik? <laughs> Good job, Jen. Thank you. You're ready. My least favorite joke is when a, the, that Estonia woman shows she's a street performer, too. It was a cheap joke, so whatevs. Yeah, that wasn't great. I'm excited for season six. It has one of my favorite characters, Nora. See you then. Bye. Yay, thanks, Danielle. Nice to hear from you again. We also get an email. And also, thank you for the vocabulary lesson. Hmm. We also get another email from Hugo. I won't say his last name. Uh, Hugo is our writer from Sweden who had contributed a few episodes ago his top ten favorite recurring characters. Welcome back, Hugo. Nice to hear from you again. And we learn another new word. Hugo writes, Hejzan. That's what Swedish sounds like. Important for later. (laughs) Hugo here again, the Swede. So I checked out the so-called Swedish How I Met Your Podcast. And people, you have been lied to. It is in fact not Swedish, but Norwegian. (gasps) I am insulted and appalled. Just kidding. I found it really funny. So So you understand Norwegian too? Yeah, right. So uh, a long time ago, I think in our first season or our second season coverage, I had discovered another podcast called... This is me talking, not Hugo. I had discovered another podcast that was out there called How I Met Your Podcast. And it kind of freaked me out because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is someone stealing our name? Are we stealing someone else's name? And I didn't realize it and... Did it without, be, without being aware that I was accidentally stealing something else. And then I looked into it, and it, it was in a different language, which for some reason at the time I thought it was in Sweden. I don't know what led me to that. <laughs> you just randomly guessed? No, I, I, there was something there that I think mentioned Sweden. Oh, okay. But 
um, because I can't remember what that was, I'll, I'll just take Hugo's take word for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the hit on this one. Hugo continues. But I do have a question for Steve. How did you come to the conclusion that I was Swedish? I think you mentioned that you have a German family, so maybe you have some Scandinavian in there. Please let me know. I'm curious. I think, sorry, I, I can't remember why. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure when I sort of did the research on it that it, some reason it had mentioned Sweden. Um, but I will not die on this hill. All right. Moving on, he writes, I am shaking with psychitude because <laughs> you are approaching my favorite season, season six. Ooh, another season six fan. Mm-hmm. Or Stan. <laughs> Perhaps. Even though the quality of jokes aren't as good as previous seasons, the emotional beats are probably the best of the series. Legendary. See you guys. Take care. Mm, that's Interesting. A good point. It was a very emotional season. I don't remember what happens this season so much, so I'm not sure what makes it emotional. I know there's a lot of stuff with Barney and Nora, as mentioned. Yeah, I think. This, is this the season where Barney meets his dad? And I think it's the season where oh, Marshall's dad probably dies. I Could think. be that as well. Yeah, in fact, I think maybe Marshall's dad dying inspires Barney to reach out to his dad? I don't know. Maybe. We'll get there. Yep. So yeah, I think this one does have a lot of emotions attached. Thanks for writing in, Hugo. And thanks for clarification on the other How I Met Your podcast. Oh, and if you listen to it, tell us what it's like, if you understand Norwegian. (laughs) Okay. We start off this episode, Big Days... Uh, the narrator tells us there's two big days in any love story, the day you meet the girl of your dreams and the day you marry her. This really doesn't have a lot to do with the rest of the the episode. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, again, it was a misdirect to maybe he's going to meet the mother today. Or maybe this is his wedding that we're looking at here. Right. Which yeah. they definitely try and fool us on right. early on here. It, it tells us this is a little ways down the road. Marshall and... Ted are sitting outside of a church, a church that was apparently used for Phyllis's wedding in the office. And oh, really? At, on some episode in Seventh Heaven. I think, like, the dad's a preacher on Seventh Heaven or something, right? So, mm-hmm. so maybe that was his church. That would make sense. Um, Marshall brings in a couple beers. They joke that he fixed church by hiding the beers in the church. They're definitely trying to give us the impression that this is Ted's wedding because Marshall's mm-hmm. as, asking Ted if he's nervous. And the giveaway was that he was peeling the label off the beer that he had given to Ted. Now, that happened really quickly because it was like five seconds mm-hmm. into the conversation and, like, <laughs> and it's already half off. <laughs> right. And we already get this sort of label peeling sign or giveaway earlier in seasons where Lily did it. And mm-hmm. Barty says she only does that when she's guilty. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know if a lot to say about yeah. that, but a redux they've, of yeah, they've gone to this well a couple times now. So we cut to present day. Ted's at McLaren's, also drinking a beer, peeling the label. Yeah, and Barney enters, saying or um, pronouncing, pronouncing, lamenting ah, was what I was going go. for. Lamenting that it's a sad day. He saw a girl in a sweater, which means no more sundresses. No more exposed to female skin. And then he starts, and then he you know, says that gone are the tank tops, cute little skirts, sundresses. Ted, Ted feels interrupted. He, he's trying to grade papers, and I'm trying to think why, if he really was behind on work, why is he grading them at McLaren's? <laughs> right, where he knows his friends are constantly. Yeah, they don't make any mention of it yet. Now we know, as we get into this, that Robin's kind of in mourning at their place and, you know, trying right. to have sex with him and looking disgusting while doing it. <laughs> so 
So that could be, but they just don't really address that. It's strange that he's right. grading papers here and then gets annoyed when someone interrupts him at their booth. Right. So Barney agrees to let him work and then immediately goes into a bunch of riddles to try to get Ted to talk about sundresses more. Right. Barney recognizes that Ted is nervous about something, sees the peeling label, and wants to know what's going on. Ted says there's a girl sitting at the bar. He doesn't want Barney to obviously turn around and look at the girl, so Barney said he'd do it in a cool way. And then we get the opposite. <laughs> he, like, slowly turns and then stares and has sort of a grit on his face. It, like, grasps the back of the booth. <laughs> very funny. I like when Ted said not to look. He goes, but I want to see a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Barney says he has no reason to be nervous. And the reason why is, one word, dibs. They get into a fight over whether Ted's dibs was implied by just even mentioning the girl. I mean, I'm on Ted's side. Yeah. Implied dibs all the way. But then we'd miss some good jokes here. <laughs> right. Like Barney telling Ted that he's spitting on the grave of Sir Walter Dibbs, inventor of the dib. It was 1652. The SS, not 1683. Dibs, yeah, it's true. the SS Dibs was lost at sea. Now, we, I do this to my son quite a bit <laughs> around the house. Is whenever there's a word that Tyler, maybe that he's hearing for the first time or that I just want to tease him about, I make up a fake history of Sir Edward dot, dot, dot. And so Tyler's heard this quite a bit. Tyler, of course, being our eight-year-old son. One of the obvious ones that I've said to him was, uh, Sir, dot, 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 dibs. I think I said Sir Edward. He called me out on this when he saw it. He said, it's Walter, not Edward. But that being said, he was just cracking up at this, especially when they flashed to the SS dibs. (laughs) He made me rewind it or skip backwards and show it to him three different times. And then I watched it, and I had to show him another two times. (laughs) So slowly becoming a fan. Yep. Ted interrupts. He doesn't have time for the fake history lesson. (laughs) He tells Barney if he goes and talks to the girl, he's going to see Barney in court. Barney responds with, who's going to represent you? Dibs on Marshall is my lawyer. That's a good one. And then Ted's reaction, damn it! (laughs) They're wondering where Barney wonders where Marshall is, now that his name came up. And the narrator cuts in and says that Uncle Marshall and Aunt Lily decided to take a swing at starting a family. And tonight was their first at-bat. And then we cut to Marshall at work. He's on the phone with Lily. And she's at home in lingerie. Telling him that he's ready to leave. Is everything ready? She's got candles. um, Music to set the mood. Which is slow R&B. And then music for actually doing it. Which is some sort of banjo getaway music. (laughs) Which is funny. I mean, I'm sure that's not really what they use. But it was a cute joke. We cut back to Ted and Barney and McLaren's. And Barney warns Ted that if he surpasses his dibs, when they get married, when Barney goes to make his best man toast... Actually, Marshall would probably be... When he gets up <laughs> to make his best man's toast. Uh, and then we cut to a cutaway fantasy. When he stands up to give his toast, they're at the head table for the reception. <laughs> uh, Barney says, ladies and gentlemen, I had dibs. And everyone's appalled. Yeah, he drops the mic. The crowd gasps. Lily faints. The bride slaps Ted. It's the girl at the bar. And starts doing it with Barney on the head reception table. That's exactly then, how it would happen. Like, as they're starting to do it on the table, Lily's face is really funny. Oh, I didn't see that. So we're back to the bar, and Ted is just like, fine, you know, go do it. She's got her shields up anyway. She's reading a book. Barney claims this is not what shields... 
up looks like. That is what Shields up looks like. And then we cut to Robin, looking like she's been at least a week without a shower, <laughs> dressed very slovenly entering the bar. Yeah, like mismatched sweats, hair a mess with like akimbo. <laughs> somehow with a headband in it that's not doing anything. Bag of fast food, a soda. <laughs> Two guys are in a race like move. God. <laughs> Offers them fries when she gets to the table. <laughs> Barney calls her a disgrace. Says <laughs> no she fries lo- for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Says he loves her, but you know she looks like she has squiggly cartoon order lines coming off of her right now. Ted asks that he cuts her some slack because of the breakup. <laughs> he says, with hygiene, good line. <laughs> right. And so since it's the beginning of the season, we get the little flash of, you know, no, she just broke up with Dawn. And then we get a flashback also that involves her telling Ted that in the next few weeks, she's eventually going to devolve and try and coax him into sex, and he has to say no. And he says, yeah, of course I'll say no, and she then... <laughs> Uh, heightens the stakes a little, says that she'll come at him with everything she's got. She'll stalk him like a lioness stalks the gazelle. <laughs> Careful, patient, deadly. Yada, yada. And then we cut to two weeks later. Ted enters. She's, like, lying on the couch, sobbing with a bag Covered of Cheetos. Covered in food. <laughs> Very unappealing. He goes, okay, I'm ready to have sex now. <laughs> Making it an easy no. So Ted says, you know, it was a tough summer, but, you know, she's a trooper. <laughs> and then looks at her, is this a Cheeto? She's like, no, I ran out of Cheeto a week, Cheetos a week ago. <laughs> oh, it is a Cheeto. Dibs. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> Barney, oh, you are exquisite. You must let me paint you. Yeah, Barney is not letting up at all. So Ted gets Robin's take. You know, is the girl at the bar shields up or what? She says she's waiting for a date and she wants to look smart holding the book. Barney tells her that what this is, you know, what Robin's doing right now is giving him a direction. And then we get Lily and Marshall entering. They want to know how the pregnancy, Operation Pregnancy, is going. Yep. So we get a cut to Marshall and Lily's apartment when Marshall gets home. Lily is no longer in her lingerie. She's in a t-shirt and jeans. and Because a package came. A, a big, big package. package. I like yeah, this. Yeah, Yeah, let's, let's read this one. Okay. Marshall, whoa, wait, a big package just arrived. Yeah, it did. No, no, it's a real package from your dad. Well, that's a little weird, but yeah, it is. Marshall, look. <laughs> so there's a bassinet that's taken out of the package. That was uh, a cost of fortune to ship. Yeah, although he saved money if he actually built it in his wood shop, as Marshall says he probably right. did. Lou's upset that he is telling his family about them trying to have a baby. Right, which, you know, I can get that. It's kind of a private thing. We cut back to McLaren's. Marshall's upset that she cut him off from sex this evening. He's been, how does he put this delicately, saving all his love for her. Basically, he's cut himself off from self-gratification, I guess. Yeah, it's unclear why they had to wait two weeks. Like, (laughs) they couldn't have done it at any point in this two weeks. Well, maybe ovulation. Yeah, but they still could have done it without the intention of making the baby. (laughs) I guess. Uh, Why don't you read Lily's follow-up? I have read 11 books on conception. I've cut out alcohol, caffeine, and sugar. I take my temperature every hour. But good for you for not playing with yourself. (laughs) Good line. Marshall doesn't want to be touched by anyone because it's been like two weeks. He's like a light breeze away from having a big problem. (laughs) And then he looks at Robin's picking her teeth. And he's like, okay, I'm better now. 
<laughs> Ted offers to buy Barney's dibs. Barney tries to sell it for $250,000. Ted offers 20 bucks. Barney wants to smell her first, but Ted says no. Wants, to, wants them to wish him luck. And then as he's about to go approach her, we get a flashback of Cindy, which is the Rachel Bilson character, the, the, the master's degree student at Columbia that he went Doctoral on. Doctoral student. Oh, that's right. You're right. It was doctoral student. Doctoral student. So we get the, fla- the, you know, the initial flashback of what happened when they dated. And then we see Cindy entering and hugs the girl at the bar. Right, so Ted, yeah, lets Robin and Barney know what's going on. Robin doesn't think it's that big of a deal. You went on one date. Who cares? Yeah, did it on bad terms, and then we get the flashback into the hallway at Columbia where he goes, oh, hi, Cindy, and she goes, oh, hi, Cindy. <laughs> Very mature. Yeah, so she she holds ill will towards him. Right, and they don't necessarily talk about it right here, but it's important to know that like she got mad at him because everybody apparently falls in love with her roommate, and then he was starting to go down that path too, Mm -hmm. which plays into what happens later. Right. So he starts to think maybe this is that girl that he saw the ankle. Mm -hmm. He even says, could this be the girl attached to that ankle? She's wearing boots so we can't see it. Right. Ted goes, I have to see your ankles. Robin goes, oh, you're one of those. One in five guys. Yeah, Marshall and Lily have retreated to their own booth and are having their own conversation. Marshall wants to know, well, yeah, what happened to their plan? The candles, the banjo. Did, did he tell anyone at the office? And then we get a flash over to the office. He's getting ready to leave and then tells maybe an assistant or somebody on the outside of his office uh, to start the music. He's leaving now. Uh, he steps out of his office to uh, like sort of like a stadium pro wrestling walkout <laughs> to the stage. Uh, people are cheering. He's getting high fives. Someone yeah. yells big fudge to him. Yeah. Yelling advice, advice. About. <laughs> yeah. right before he leaves, he gives one final karate kick in the air. Everybody cheers again. So Marshall says, you know, he's got to be able to tell his dad. Yeah, I'm sorry he told people at work, but he has to be able to tell his dad about it. And Lily points out that he is very involved, like too involved. <laughs> yeah, that's the last person he should tell. And so we get a whole bunch of flashbacks of times that Marvin has called the apartment talking to Lily and been a little much. Yeah, the first one was he noticed that she hadn't changed her name yet. He did all the, got all the paperwork ready and called the credit card company for her. <laughs> I thought she wasn't changing her name. I, I know. That was her plan. I guess we never really know if she did. I think we'll, we'll probably find out later if she's referred to as an Erickson. Right. Yeah, because I don't remember. I don't think, they don't like hyphenate their kids' names, I don't think. He calls her another time, advises that she wear frilly French undies in a box of wine to solve an argument they had. Between her and Marshall. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, she's holding a sandwich, gets a phone call, and it's Marvin. Without any prelude, you might want to try pickles on that sandwich. <laughs> and Marshall responds, pickles would have helped that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can never go wrong with pickles. I think Lily feels sort of like an animal trying to mate in captivity where right. they can't do it while people are watching or paying attention to what they're trying to do. Yeah, and we find out a little bit later, a little bit, you know, some insecurity that she has. It's, you know being fed into more by knowing that somebody else knows about their plan. Lily instructs Marshall to call Marvin and tell him that they decided not to have a baby. Marshall goes, oh, so you want, you want me to give my dad a stroke? Lily goes, only if you want to give this a stroke. 
<laughs> Marshall objects, and then Lily kind of just maneuvers in a way that he can see down her shirt. And he gets very flustered. <laughs> Everyone needs to shut up so I can think. We go back to Robin, Ted, and Barney. Um, they see that Cindy and um, the girl at the bar are talking to a guy now. Ted wants to know if it's a cheesy guy or a cool guy. Robin IDs that it's a cheesy guy, nothing to worry about. Barney thinks that Robin's jealous because she's lost it. Robin says she hasn't lost it. She knows she knows exactly where it is, and she can go get it whenever she wants. <laughs> Barney further insults her, and then Robin leaves. Yeah, Barney goes down a misogynistic pathway. And now we're back to Marshall and Lily. Um, again, they're having the conversation about, you know, should he call his dad and tell, them the, tell him that they're not going to have a baby? Marshall wants to know when Kenny tell him that they're going to have a baby. She said when there's something to tell him about. And Marshall's like, so he just gets no notice? He just walks into his boss's office and says, I just had a grandson. I'm going to be out for three months? Lily doesn't understand why he would be out for three months. I love this. Uh, he's going to take time off when the baby's born and come live with them. Marshall goes, we talked about this. No, we didn't. I meant me and my dad. This is great. <laughs> Really bad form on Marshall's part. Right. Although your mom came to stay with us for a couple weeks after Tyler was born, and that was a godsend. Oh, yeah. That was wonderful. How many times when we were just, like, up all night with him, and then she was there, you know, early in the morning to pull him away Mm -hmm. when we were, like, we just need sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that was wonderful. I don't think it was quite two weeks, but whatever it was, it was good. (laughs) It was at least a week. Was it? It might have been two weeks. Lily suggests, Marshall, why don't you have a baby with your dad? Why don't you have a baby with your butt? (laughs) Which is a strange thing to say as she points out. He goes, I can't think straight. Why do you have to wear that shirt? This is not how this thought this night was going to go. And he just like gets up and like screams as he walks out. <laughs> this gets Rachel and her group's attention. And Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Uh, sorry. I was thinking Rachel Wilson. This gets Cindy and her group's attention. They, you can see them kind of laughing. Right. And at that point, you know, everybody's kind of looking the same way. And then Cindy notices Ted. She wants to see him for a minute. Cindy wants to see Ted for a minute. Yeah, he's worried about this. Lily comes over and joins the table now that Marshall's left. And, you know asks Barney, you know, is she crazy? Does Marshall talk to his dad too much, right? Barney, you know, says he can't be objective here. Uh, If he had his dad's number, he'd he'd never not be on the phone with him. Is this the first time that we've really gotten a Barney take on a dad? No, when they were helping move his mom out of her house or helping her pack, they did... Oh, no, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up. I, I've been working a little ahead, looking at script, like getting the mm. scripts okay. in order. Um, so, yeah, this might be. Yeah, this is coming up. Okay. In the next episode or two. Okay. So that's where you know, we're planting the seeds here. And so Lily's, you know, a little bit touched, and then immediately Barney goes back to being Barney. Whoa, hottie with a body. Although it turns out to be Robin <laughs> he's talking about. He knows right. that. Um, he calls her a saucy little minx. She sits down at the bar. Yeah, she she's all cleaned gone, up. Yeah, she hasn't been gone all that long, but she yeah comes back in looking amazing. Sundress, hair really good, makeup great. Like yeah, she she was right. She knew exactly where it was, and she got it whenever she wanted. Yeah, so she sits at the bar, and that same guy that was talking to Cindy and her friend mm-hmm. or her date, as it turns out. Fourteen seconds. <laughs> That's great. And already some ding dong is stepping up, thinking he can get some of this broke off. Oh, <laughs> and she does this little dance. I still got it. Yeah, it was a that was it was a good uh, display. 
<laughs> right. And then just immediately dismisses the guy. All right, you proved my point. Now screw him. All right. We go back to Cindy and Ted. She, he's scared, but she hugs him. And she feels bad for the way she acted towards him. She'd like to make it up to him somehow. Maybe a beer, Yankees tickets. Ted goes, or set me up with one of your friends. No, I'm kidding. That'd be weird. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't, would it? Yeah, so obviously he starts heavily hinting that she fixes him up with a friend she's with without saying mm-hmm. it. But she goes back to her friends, just tells him to come, come by before he leaves. We're out on the street with Lily and Marshall. Uh, Lily approaches Marshall. He's in a defensive stance. Are there more members of my family you want to crap all over? And then his phone rings. It's Marvin. And he says he has to answer it. It's his dad. And he just immediately launches into, did she do everything the book says? Did she put the pillow under her back? Did it feel like a boy? You can tell. I like this. Marshall's like, um, he hangs up with him and he looks at me and he goes, he's insane. My dad is insane. Which is fun. It's sort of a funny turnaround. Mm-hmm. How quickly he changes his mind about sharing this with his dad. He says he's too enthusiastic. Who's that enthusiastic? Lily says, you are. And that's why women love the Marshall men. They're, I'm sorry, the Erickson men so much. Right. But then, you know, she says, you know, she's feeling a lot of pressure. You know, what if she can't have a baby? What if, you know, she lets him down? Yeah, it's a good little emotional bit here that mm-hmm. they have going. Some good emotional business. Um, and then he says the right thing. And, you know, that's yeah. impossible. You can never let me down. We go back to McLaren's. Ted's getting ready to actually approach Cindy and her friend. Yeah, we get a little flowery speech about, you know, the sweet, terrifying exhilaration of making your move. And then that night, by golly, Cindy went for it. And then we see Cindy leaning in and kissing the girl at the bar. And then we find out they ended up being together and having a daughter, which we get a flash forward picture to. Yeah. It's weird that they're sitting in front of a couple doorknobs for this family picture. (laughs) Did you notice that? Yeah. It was weird. And we'll meet them again in a future episode. As they're kissing, Barney, of course, takes a picture. Of course. And Robin points out, you know, she was right. She's here on a date. Yeah. Then we fast forward again to that wedding. Right. So the narrator says, that was not the day I met your mother. The day I met your mother was the day of a wedding. So We found out that, yeah, Ted's being nervous was about his wedding toast. So we don't know who's getting married. And then they drop the whole, it starts in rain just so we can hear about an umbrella. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last scene is a solo shot of Marshall on his condo stoop. And he's talking, sort of narrating about what the plan is going forward about trying to have a baby. Then they turn the camera around and it's like about, 20 people. Yeah, a lot of people from his neighborhood. <laughs> but none of them are going to tell Lily about any of it, right? That was okay. Yeah. Not a strong ending. No. Nah. Okay, what do you think I rank this? Oh, do I need the ranking list? Yes. All right, I am going to go with 84. Nailed it. Nice! 84. Oh, love Good it. Good job. Amazing. Um, my favorite joke, I think it's the pickle call. <laughs> That one was good. Jen and I have, we just got ring alarm. So when I'm at, <laughs> when I actually go into the office, anytime Jen leaves, I can actually like my, I look down at my Apple watch and a little picture pops up for leaving. And, uh, 
I think I guess it was last week you were coming back and I could tell you had lunch. Oh no, there was there was a I delivery. Guess delivered. Yeah, I could see there was a delivery person dropping off a bag, and I immediately write to her. Uh, a pickle would be good on that. In <laughs> anticipation of this episode, episode. <laughs> I had already done the script for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think my favorite one was probably Robin being like, "No, we ran out of Cheetos last week." Oh yeah, it's a Cheeto dibs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess my least favorite is maybe Marshall. The ending with Marshall telling everybody it wasn't—it wasn't even bad. It just—I don't know. It's either that or I, I mean, pick one of the five Barneyisms mm-hmm. that were just okay. Yeah, that's what I went with—a Barneyism that we skipped over. The book might as well be called "Are You There, Barney? It's Me, Horny." Yeah. Okay. I know that's story. You know, it's trying to reference a Judy Bloom right. novel. But yeah, you're right. You know what? I back up. <laughs> That's my least favorite. Uh, I'm with Jen on this one. Thank you. All right. Um, next week. Short episode. This week. We'll be cleaning house. No, the one you were just yeah, talking about. Yeah, the one we were just talking about. So we get the gang going over to Barney's mom's house, and we get a good James appearance, and mm-hmm. James finds out who his dad is. Barney admits that. Bob Barker's not his dad, and we find out a lot of things about Barney and his childhood. Right. There's a lot of emotional stuff in it. Yeah. Loretta's there. She's great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is a funny one, but yeah, I think it'll be an emotional one. Agreed. All right, everyone. Looking forward to being back next week, and thanks for rejoining us on Season 6. Thank you, everybody.